We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Abner Mades is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Mares, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and the other people that made him the boxer and man that he is. They chat about topics like the state of boxing and Abner's journey from a kid on the streets to a boxing champ listen to on the hook with abner mares wherever you get your podcast episodes in english out on tuesday and episodes in spanish on wednesday Producer and co-founder Brian Goins. Guys, it's Heaton Seven, man. It's Heaton Seven. This is what Heaton Seven looks like. On the bottom of me, you have our professional Photoshopper and anime lover, Brass Jazz. Don't ever say on the bottom of you ever again. <laughs> on the bottom oh. left, our statistician and Photoshopper, Christian Hernandez. Don't let anybody ever tell you that it was Heat and Five, or maybe even Heat and Six. It was always Heat and Seven, and that's what we're gonna get. That we burned the dope. fucking boats, guys. It's hot. That was one of the greatest basketball games I've ever seen in my life. That's one of the greatest sporting events I've ever seen in my life. That was one of 
I, I have What do you not... think your pulse was at in the last, like, three minutes of that game? Oh, my heart was in my esophagus. It was beating so hard. My blood was fucking pumping that thing up. It was going to come out through my fucking nostrils. The guts, all the guts I've had all playoffs long were going to come out of me because my blood was going to pressurize it out. It was as, I mean, that game was everything that you want in a high leverage sporting events. It's two superstars, and yes, superstars, Jimmy Butler and LeBron James going back and forth, bucket for bucket in a fourth quarter of a fucking finals game, facing elimination, all the history, all the accolades, all, I mean, this game was played on two fronts. It was played on LeBron for an historical context that has little to no precedent, playing for all-time great status, playing for something that, it's just beyond comprehension. And then on the other side, you have Jimmy Butler in the perfect David and Goliath setting. He's, he's fighting God. He's fighting Adonis. He's fighting all of these forces against him with Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo's not having a good game. There's nobody around him that's able to be consistent other than Kendrick Nunn in the first half completely fell off the second half. What Jimmy did in that game in the fourth quarter, it was just everything that you want in your star, everything that you want in sports, when they look gun, when they look cooked, brass, when they had nothing left, they, everybody is saying how tired Jimmy looks. He's like, he's catching every breath he can. We were like, what can you summon? What do you have left inside of you to continue? And it was just like, we could talk about tactics. We could talk about the heat's horn sets. We could talk about the way that they use stagger screens at the end of that fucking game. What it came down to is, Jimmy Butler was a fucking star. He was going to the rim. He was making his jump shot. He was doing everything that you need your superstar to do. It was like watching Kawhi Leonard. It was like watching LeBron James. It was like watching all these all-time greats that were watching. And you're just like, did he need one of those guys? That guy was there today. And it's crazy that it's him. Did he play 47 minutes tonight? He played all of the game except for 48 seconds. 48 seconds. And I, I was really concerned about his legs at the end there. He was looking really gassed. But all he was doing was just saving a little bit of that energy up for the for the final for the final few minutes. Um, and also, let's not forget, like that dude got knocked the fuck in the head on a foul. And I that, that also his play was a little kind of off after that. Like, <laughs> I don't know if there's any after effects there. But it's unbelievable what he was able to do there. I mean, he's got that team on his fucking back. And say what you will, we always like to try to rank. You see where Jimmy ranks in the league. And some people have him in, like, the top 15 or something like that. I tell you this right now. That dude it, uh, unquestionably is is a solid top 10 player in the fucking playoffs out of, out of the entire league. I, I'm sorry. Like, we've seen enough of a sample size of Jimmy Butler in the playoffs now. And on and, and this stage, in this setting, against Le, against this LeBron. That's high enough. These, these officials, it's 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 fucking insanity what he's able to put together you think he's only top 10 i think he's top five i think, sure. he's, top, I think oh, he's top one i think he's top one he dropped 35 12 11 and 5 tonight nobody in nba history has ever done that in the finals nobody the last person to have five steals in the finals and score 30 points was guess who Dwayne wade back in 2013 <laughs> and before that alan iverson in 2001 he's doing things that nobody has ever done before well not that nobody's ever done before but it's been a minute all right you don't see the doing the shit he finished like, 50% from the field, 11 for 19, 12 for 12 from the free throw line. I mean, like, he did everything on the court, everything that you can ask. Played he did 47 minutes. He did absolutely. He out-LeBroned LeBron. He's done it twice. 
He outplayed him twice. Twice. In the fucking finals. A guy that the Heat got when they had no cap space. And and I'll, I'll make another comparison between him and LeBron. There's some, there is this fucking badass, calm, collected coolness that fucking Jimmy has. That dude is unfazed. I mean, aside from uh, the whole Dwight Howard scuffle there, that was fun. Um, Guts. Did you see him doing yeah. the, 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 the finger oh, guns at somebody like at halftime? That was amazing. How is he so calm? To How just is he so cool? Smiling he, just he's like, the best. You know, that three was huge. That, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Damn, that fucking three was huge. He's only one. He that. But he's, he's one so, for three. He's so loose with it, man. He's so, and, and, and like, you know, and you take LeBron in comparison, who's one of the greatest players of all time. And he still does absolutely incredible things on the court which by the way the game that lebron had tonight the, the heat overcame the like, three-point shooting game do do we think that lebron is gonna go six of nine nice right, from three again like i don't think so like 15 of 21 from the field like i know lebron is still great but that is like 2012 lebron type stuff well this is a little bit of the inverse in game three when when lakers you know fans were saying that uh well yeah Anthony Davis had a bad game, and, and Jimmy Butler had to have this game just to win Lakers in five. And and this is very much the inverse of that. I, I This series is, is uh, in my eyes, it's far from over because with the exception of the, you know, game one blowout, essentially, this is a close, this is a really, really close series. Duncan had the game we've all been waiting. I mean, Duncan's had the game we've been waiting the whole playoffs. It was so, so good. And... I mean, he's been playing really well defensively, man. He's been holding his fucking own. He's held up. He survived. And I think that – I think and, all and, you can ask is for him to survive. And, you know, three calls every night that he gets are just total bullshit calls. Mm -hmm. No, and, and even going down to that last play of the game, like – they, they did what they had been doing pretty much the whole fourth quarters. LeBron's got the ball, and then they forced whoever Duncan Robinson is guarding to come set a pick. But Duncan did a really good job of making sure that LeBron couldn't turn the corner on him, forced him to kick out that pass to Danny Green, who's looking like a dope right now. Like, for Duncan, I mean, I think we got to – I want to talk a little bit about what Duncan did. Not, not, not on defense, because, I mean, he's just surviving, and I think – <laughs> what he's giving you is as much as you can ask for, uh, reasonably ask for him. He's hedging really well when LeBron was trying to hunt him. Heads gave a really, really hard hedge. Let Jimmy kind of recover and get back on him. That's what you need from him. That's what you do, and you live with the result of that. The stuff he did on offense, I mean, the not, th this is what we called for last game, the nonstop movement. The, the threes he's been getting, we've liked. He's been getting open again because the bigs have to drop on that. They're so concerned with everything that's happening around. The Lakers have decided we are going to drop. We're not going to step up the extra big. And if he gets a little bit of daylight, he's making it. They're running him off multiple screens that they weren't really doing before. They're running him off two, three before he gets to the catch. Uh, Bam being back also helps a lot. I mean, he's their best handoff trigger man. Jimmy as well. I know Kristen's kind of looking at some stats for me as J Jimmy as a role man because, I mean, what he was doing in the handoff sets were incredible, and it gave a lot of space. 
I liked what Miami did. They kind of went back to their big three offense. They were running their inverted horns where they would have their small guards act as bigs in these sets and it because of the shooting and the motion and because Bam is so versatile as a big like Chris Bosch was and Dwayne Wade was such a good screener. They were able to run a lot of funky inverted sets, which Miami was doing, and they were getting really, really good looks, especially in the first half. So you got to love what they're doing there. I thought that that's the best counter that you can do to AD on Jimmy. It wasn't as much a problem, and Jimmy was more comfortable hitting that pull-up. The thing, we said this last podcast, if you set the screen a little lower, because they were setting the screens like super up top, right? Because that's how they run their handoff stuff, because you want the threaded, the three-point shooters. They were just setting the screen a little lower. So when AD is going under, Jimmy is one dribble away from that pull-up that he loves so much. And that was a big difference in the first half. Second half, you kind of tell he ran out of the gas and the Lakers were stepping up a lot more on that. But credit to Spo for the game plan. Really, really good stuff. I think they had enough offense to win. I'm really curious to see about how the offensive rating is going to look by tomorrow when all the numbers are up for the series. Because I think, uh, Christian, it's been a series that has had two different identities. It was the first two and a half games that Miami was scoring at will. The, the Lakers couldn't guard anybody. And then these last two games have been fucking bar fights defensively. It was just people flying around. Points are impossible to come by. Team Like the Heat and the Lakers are doing three, four, five actions in a single play to get a decent shot up. Like it's been crazy. No, it has. I mean, especially watching, you know, the guy who we, who finally broke out tonight, Duncan Robinson, he's had trouble all series getting loose. But he worked really hard tonight. He played 37 minutes, and he, down to the fourth quarter, was working hard to get around threes, and he got himself open looks. He ended up taking 13 threes tonight. That's what they need, and he wasn't passing up the open ones. And he wasn't, and that's huge. And obviously, that's what they always reinforced to him is just to let it go. But, I mean, tonight was just it was just a high-level game. I mean, the, the strategies didn't really change a whole lot. You just had a lot of impressive shot-making on both sides. Even Anthony Davis, after, you know, he kind of, I guess, re-aggravated that heel injury, he was hitting some big shots down the stretch. And it was, I mean, honestly, it was an incredible game to watch. I, I was fearing the worst towards the end, I'm, I'm not going to lie. But I'm just excited that we get to see more games of this. And, oh. and excited that Bam feels guilty about this one. He probably yeah. shouldn't. The last time he felt guilty, he closed it. He had a massive game six the last time he felt guilty about something. So, Kristen, you gave me some numbers. Jimmy has a role, man. Seven possessions scored every time. Four or four for the field. Uh, 13 points, 1.85 points per possession, which is just outrageous. Fucking insane. Um, they've really relied on that a lot, and especially when Bam has – I mean – Guys, I see a lot of people killing Bam on Twitter. Um, dude has a fucked up neck. His shoulders still hurt from the Celtics series. I mean, what that guy's giving you defensively, able to switch on LeBron and AD, is just, man, you take what you can give because he's allowing them to survive on that end. And if he's missing dunks and if he's missing layups, it is what it is. You kind of hope that he feels better. He's clearly not healthy. He doesn't have the spring and explosiveness that you're used to. He's not going up with strength. He's pump faking when there's nobody around him. <laughs> like He's not healthy. And anything that he gives you is a bonus. Uh, I thought he was unreal on defense today. Um, as always, I mean, he is he is what he is, you know, but uh, the offense, you know, the, the missed dunk was just, that, I think that's like this, if they lose that game, the missed dunk is something that, you know, it, it really hurts because it's just like a snapshot of how he struggled. Bam was their only other 20-point scorer today? Uh, he no. had 20, huh? Duncan. That's what I'm saying. Duncan and Jimmy were the only two 20-plus oh. point scorers. Said Bam. You know? um, I'm sorry, I meant, I meant Duncan and Jimmy were the only two. And, and I mean, 
they just they need a little more from their other guys if we're looking ahead to game four. I mean, uh, I did not have Kendrick Nunn pick and roll maestro on my game six, game five bingo board, uh, kind of subsidizing what Goran Dragic gives you. But they really needed it. They I really mean, did. It, it was huge, especially th- that stretch he had in the second quarter. Um, that was some big basketball played by Kendrick Nunn, a guy who basically lost his entire job in the playoffs. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, it's true, but at the same time, he had not, has not looked good at all in the bubble, but if he figures it out now in the finals, that would be huge for them. Well, we really needed it tonight because Jay Crowder was not. Stunk it up. Tonight. It was Brass, this, it was like shitty decision after shitty decision. It wasn't, whatever, you live when he's not shitting the three of, but we're used to mediocre shooter Jay Crowder, but it was like <laughs> the turnovers, the weird passes, the fumbling, like a pinpoint chess pass. Yeah, it's, yep. it's weird. And, you know, and even Tyler, um, he's, he ended up, he scored with 12, I think, right? Because yeah. he hit those free throws. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, none, none's importance tonight was, was I mean, it was it was crucial, man. And, and he really came through. And, man, the ball's a steal on Spo after what we've seen out of Kendrick Nunn the last couple games. <laughs> To throw him out there in an elimination game. <laughs> what the fuck is with Spo playing Kendrick Nunn, who absolutely hasn't earned it, and poor Kelly Olynyk has one bad shooting game and is completely DMP'd? Dub, man. That was weird that they only went seven deep. They only went seven, and they went to those Andre at center lineups, which I just fucking hate. They're just, I don't know, man. I, the last time I looked at the numbers, they were like minus a lot in like a few minutes. And I don't feel like now they that's made a, a stat. They made, <laughs> that's, that's from the Zach Lowe. I don't know the exact numbers, but I remember it was something like that playbook. Uh, they, they went on a little run in the second quarter today, but I, I just feel like they were still a minus because whenever they went to it after that, it was just, fuck, man. It's just, it's tough. It's a lot to ask Andre to guard AD. Like, poor Andre. He's 37 years old and he has gray hair. That's not fair. <laughs> poor Andre guard AD. I, I don't know. I, I just, um, I don't know if, I mean, we, we've seen Spo do weirder things. I mean, maybe they might open the rotation to seven or eight. Maybe we get some spot Solomon Hill and Kelly Olenek minutes because I mean, they looked absolutely fucking toast at the end of that game. And that's what two days off, man. Um, someone made a great point. Only team in the NBA playoffs to take two games away from the Lakers is Miami Heat. This Heat team has not faced elimination this entire postseason. Today was the first day that the Heat faced elimination. The Heat went through the Pacers, went through the two-time MVP and defensive player of the year in, in Giannis and the Bucks. They went through the Celtics that everyone and their mother wanted coronated. And they went through that gauntlet and did not even sniff an elimination game. Uh, and today was their first one. And, you know, it, it's, it's tough because, like, we, we, you don't see what a team looks like facing elimination. Uh, you learn – I mean, I don't think there was any doubt that this team would come out fighting. But, fuck, man, you learn a lot from a group that when their back's against the wall, when the season is down, when they're down one – with like three minutes to go, when their season's on the line, when they look done, when they look gas, when they have nothing in the tank, when they, the Lakers they hit had a, like an eleven point lead, they blew that up, and then they still came back and won. I mean, there is. I mean, it's easy. Fucking Team, guts, guys. Teams, you know, you get you get whacked in the face in that situation, and a lot of teams just don't have it. And it's not even that they fold; it's that you know, fuck this team figured us out, and it was just 
Jimmy's like, I got this. I'm going to drive. Give me the keys. We're going in. We're going in the lane. We're getting free throws. Uh, chat's right. Every time I've been criticism of Heat players, I've been dead wrong. I'm in a roundabout way. I'm right about Jay Crowder. It took a while, but I, we got there. This I is mean, what I thought he'd be. He's shooting 34% from three in the playoffs now. That's kind of what we thought he'd be, right, Christian? I mean, it's it's still better, probably. I mean, he was uh, last two seasons, he shot 30% and 33% in the playoffs. Um, I mean, but they needed him against the Bucks. I mean, he absolutely shredded Milwaukee. No, so. no, yeah. He, yeah he, he was huge on the on the way here, even if his shot, you know, isn't falling as much right now. You I'm know, curious to see what Duncan is now for the series after this game. Uh, that's actually a great question. Bro. So, like, the Lakers' three-point shooting, like, 80s, two for five, LeBron six for nine. Um, Danny Green, two for five, 40%. KCP, three for eight. Pulling up the handy. That's probably one of the better Laker three-point shooting games. They shot 36% from the field. That's including LeBron's. I mean, they had a lot of – they had a few 0 for Kyle Kuzma 0 for 4, Rondo 0 for 3, uh, you know, Morris 0 for 2. That's why you let those guys shoot because uh, they're just not good shooters, right? So uh, the LeBron stuff, I mean, whatever. Like, you go under the screen in the pick and roll, like, you know – if he wants to shoot that, he's, he can shoot that. Like, they adjusted at the end. Jimmy kind of stayed attached to him. But I, I don't think it's reasonable to expect Jimmy to go over screens on LeBron all game long. It's just fucking – I mean, dude had nothing left in the tank. What is the last time we saw two teams be this nuts on defense so consistently? I mean, because every game – Oh, um, it's a fucking you know, after you know, Celtics – he means in the finals. No, in the no, finals. I, know, I know. I'm joking. Yeah. I, I probably probably the, the 2013 Spurs series. I mean, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one, actually. Because I mean, those those Cleveland teams could never they didn't score that much in those series. Yeah. Those Cleveland teams couldn't defend, and even though that game one in 2016 or seven in 2017 uh, or 18, I don't remember the the one where the J.R. Smith flub. Uh, that was an incredible game, but that series wasn't close, right? They had that one game that was outstanding. Uh, LeBron has the master performance, and then the rest of the series wasn't close. I mean, wow. What Here's happened? a stat. Uh, according to our own Brian M. I, I can't remember. How do you pronounce his last name? It's Brian M. Just Brian M. He's saying that Duncan hit seven threes this game, and the only two players that have done that in a finals game were Stephen Curry and Ray Allen. I refuse to believe that Gary Neal hit a million threes in a game. I I was there. I was. So <laughs> did Danny Green. I'm old enough um, to remember Gary Neal's million three game. That must have been game. Ray Allen on a on a Celtics jersey. That wasn't on a Heat jersey. Yeah, I think it was. I think I know exactly. Didn't Shane Battier or Mike Miller come close? Uh, Shane hit. Mike hit six. I think Shane Shane hit. I think Shane hit seven. So did Duncan beat the record for most threes in a game by a Heat player? Well, because he's saying that Duncan, that no player, the only players that have hit more. So I think Shane also was. Uh, I will. I can verify this pretty quickly. Yeah, so I mean, that Shane game for Batty had six. Chat says it's been a while. That's crazy. If man, guys, how how good does it feel to play basketball that matters like this again? Oh yeah. I mean, like this felt like the finals. No, there's been a few players who have hit seven threes in the finals. No, but uh, who's hit more than seven threes? Oh, uh, the, right. Ray Allen hit eight uh, back in 2010. And I see, I see what Steph you're saying. Curry the only two nine. players that hit more than seven yeah. were Curry and yeah. right. Allen. All right, did you think this felt like the finals? No, because like... It's, this is literally the finals. No, I know, but you know what I mean? It was like... It sure feels like the finals. It, it felt like that high leverage game that you know it, it was the first game that i i sweat through two shirts 
I literally started crying at some point in the game. Like at the end of the game, I had tears in my eyes. I was so, I had so many fucking feelings. I was, I was scared. I was elated. I was, I, I was just overwhelmed and I just had tears in my eyes. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, and it's just one game at a time, man. It's one game at a time. Um, normally when it, when one team is, I mean, certainly up three, one, uh, you feel like they'd be able to, you know, most likely pull that off and is usually the, is, has always been the case in the finals with the exception of, of 2016. But I don't think I, this, this series is game to game, man. It's, it's zero, zero, every one. I did. I legitimately don't think the Lakers having a three, two advantage means anything right now. I legitimately believe that. The closeouts game is going to be the hardest one to get for the Lakers. <clears throat> well, yeah, the refs are going to rig the fuck out of that, but yeah. Um, they did but, this game. <laughs> I mean... They, they certainly tried at some points. Uh, the towards the end, it was fun, I thought. I mean, I, for the most part, I don't think they really called any fouls that I kind of disagreed with. Um, what I was really happy was that, um, that Duncan didn't get called for a foul towards the end of that game. Because I was looking for that. Because they kept him in. And I was like, shit, I kind of want to sub them out because I, I knew they were going to sub out Hero towards the end when, when um, after Jimmy got those, got those free throws. I knew that they were going to sub out Tyler. I thought they might have or were probably going to sub out Duncan. They didn't. And I'm glad that Swolsha didn't get bit in the nail for that because that would have been uh, – Well, been yeah, bad. I'm glad they didn't, they didn't uh, call that a, a blocking foul on, on Duncan in that game too. Yeah. I was – I, I was pretty convinced. I mean, it was very clear that LeBron led with his elbow, but like, it's LeBron and it's Duncan Robinson. Like, if they're gonna, if they're actually yeah, gonna, and he's driving to the rim, like that, like LeBron's gonna get that every time. So, I mean, props to them for actually calling it right. Chris, can you read that stat you just sent to me? That's incredible. What? I mean, I think it's. I really was just sending it like so we could talk about it in terms of like the off season, because even though you know, I, I want to be living in this moment, and we need to live in this moment. You know, it's a crazy what the, stat. What are, the, what are the biggest question? No, what is, it's one of the biggest question marks of the offseason is what are they going to do with Jay Crowder? Um, so I just saw that in the playoffs now, the Heat are even. That means that they've basically tied opponents with Jay on the court. But with Jay off the court, they're plus eight net in over 330 minutes. It just, once the data starts that, getting that, that big, like it's. it's that's it starts to become a little bit significant. You I know like what I mean? That's the series, man. If you if you probably sort that for the first couple series, that that's different. Right. I'm sure. I mean, obviously the series has probably skewed that downwards, but it's just it just kind of caught my eye. Also, just because you know it was perfectly even. Yeah, you know, we same, talk same about same of heroes plus minus. I'm sure too. If you look that up. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure to, you don't want to look at Tyler's, and that's not going <laughs> to make people happy. It's uh, it, it's been pretty bleak. Yeah. Can we talk about Dwight Howard's goofy ass trying to fight Jimmy Butler? And tear his fucking head off, yeah. Bro, uh, let me tell you something. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, there's this – he has such a – I mean, aside from the the internet rumors of what he does with young girls, um, like, he's just like a goofy-ass dude that has, like, an awful reputation amongst fans and probably players as well. It seems that nobody likes fucking playing with that guy. And you're kind of – like, be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it, it just – it's ridiculous. Like, I had Lakers fans tell me, oh, Dwight's strong as fuck. I go, you think Dwight Howard knows how to fight? Get out of here, man. Like, I still think he should have been tossed. Oh, for that? I mean, yeah. Well, no, 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 no not, not for that. No, but, yeah, for the, for, for the flagrant foul. I mean, that was just absolutely. 
I, I don't no, know. No, I just you know, realized. I'll get, you know, you get two technicals that get tossed, but like to me, you get a technical yeah. and you get a flagrant one, it should count the fucking second. Yeah, t chat's telling me allegedly the rumors were small girls. Allegedly. You did call them rumors. We're here. We're, we're running a professional operation. What do you say, Brian? Uh, I was just already thinking one of the biggest things um, that I don't think anybody's going to talk about right now, but um, that challenge that, that that Vogel tried to try to overturn on that Duncan um, charge, if had he had that timeout towards the end, they would have probably had a decent shot to tie that game down three. Yeah, but that's, that's kind that's of huge. LeBron the coach. That'll be that'll you know. be Spo's argument as to why he never uses this. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it probably is a great reason why Spoel didn't challenge anything because he needed every single timeout just to give fucking Jimmy a breather. Yeah. I mean, th there was uh, that timeout before the free throws. That Normally, I hate that timeout because I'm like, you need to save your timeouts. Uh, but when you're about to take the lead and when your superstar is just fucking gasping for breath like a fish out of water, uh, you need to – I mean, he looked – man, that guy – I don't know how he's going to be able to turn it around and summon that again because uh, they, they needed every single minute that he gave. Um, yeah. But fuck, man. That, I mean, the, the back and forth of him and LeBron. Do you think LeBron doesn't like him? Do you think, like, they don't like each other? Uh, I think he respects oh, the hell of him. I think that's been notably known. I, I don't know. I, I got this feeling, like, I, it's been a while since I've seen LeBron kind of visibly hate another player so much like Jimmy. I think right, that's what I'm feeling. Well, it's also because he's not sucking at the clutch teat, you know what I mean? <laughs> Either you fall in line like Draymond Green or I'm going to get the stank face. He did the same Such thing on Curry too. Shit. If you remember the finals, he got I, in his fucking face. I don't think LeBron likes Curry very much either, but like it's just him and Jimmy don't have a history, right? So it's just like I don't know, it just it feels they like there's it feels like there's something there. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I, I was, I wanted to ask you guys because I was watching the game. I was like, man, I don't, I don't. It's been a while since I feel like LeBron just like doesn't like another dude. Yeah, I, de I definitely get that vibe. Um, I, I, well, I feel like there's always dudes LeBron doesn't like. Didn't he have a thing with like Deshaun Stevenson? Have a good players. Like, yeah. Okay, I guess that's true. Like players uh, that matter. Players that matter. Yeah, I don't know. It was just an observation yeah, I had, which kind really of hates LeBron right now. Well, yeah, chat. He fans really like are not about LeBron. I, I mean, this series is all about proving that he was wrong. Yeah. Listen, and to though I don't know if there's anyone in the chat, anyone listening to this right now. I, I still remember some of you fuckers who are actually rooting for LeBron to win, and when he was in Cleveland, and you're still fucking dead to me. I, I still <laughs> be I, grateful. No, but be grateful. That. Be grateful, crowd. I've been over this like a million times, but like I'm sorry, that's not what that's not how sports work. That's not how it works. I'm I am immensely grateful for the four years that LeBron gave us here, immensely. And LeBron is one of the greatest of all time, unquestionably. But like I'm sorry, once he's off my team, I want him to lose every goddamn game. That's just that's how it goes, and especially right now, going against this, I think LeBron. He would never admit it, obviously, but like the, it, you, ha you got to look at the situation, like the team, the, just the way the team is built. I think LeBron is probably looking at this this Jimmy Butler led Heat team, going, "Oh fuck, here's another team that's going to be a pain in my ass the rest of my career." You know what I mean? Just like the Warriors sort of, you know, came up and just 
obviously gave him fits for years and mm-hmm. um you know it's like shit because there's there's going to be an extended run of this type of play guys like that's just what this team is built for i know and yeah. he's gonna be so frustrated that he keeps losing every time he's just gonna be so upset where does this rank for you guys in terms of like all-time heat finals games this Ooh. is this is certainly up there. This this is up there. This is there with game for me. It's up there with game three in two thousand six. This is up there with game seven and game six of twenty thirteen. Have uh, the Heat ever survived an elimination game in the finals? Oh, what am I saying? If they did, it for, no, no, yeah, no, wait, no, that was an elimination. No, oh, yeah, no, you're right. Have they? I don't think they ever. They, have. Did, they never faced. They've only faced elimination the two series that they lost. Hmm. And they lost. And they lost those last games back to back. I'm pretty yep. sure. Yeah, the Spurs in five, and then the Mavs in in six. Yeah, because yeah. they yeah Miami lost game six at home when they, when they went back home. I think Miami did Miami win game five. I don't remember. Oh well, no, technically Chad's right. Yeah, we survived game six of twenty thirteen. Yes, yeah, okay, that's right. Twenty thirteen was an elimination game. Wow, for the world. Oh yeah, bad so true. That is really bad, actually. Yeah, yeah. We totally forgot. That, that's we, number that's one. That's true. It is the, the only no, one. I mean, tw- I mean game, game six, game, that game six is the, is the absolute greatest basketball game I've – maybe game – I don't know. It, it's like the one you remember. I remember when we were watching it, we're going to say that game six is a game that we're all going to remember, but game seven was the better basketball yeah. game. Uh, those those two – That's so true. That I should have remembered insane. that. Yeah. Those two games, I think, are, are one and two. I don't know, man, because game three – game three of 20, 2006 was just – This is such a different – watching but that was an elimination game though I no mean, i know this, it wasn't but it was like they had the whole it, it's, also, it's also hard shit. not to be prisoner of the moment it's like you got to find like the balance you know what i mean because like obviously like this has like different sentimental value just because like okay the big three you expected them to be in the finals every year this was for the most part unexpected no, like, it's what, not for the most part it's 100 percent i mean right going into the playoffs uh, espn uh experts said that he'd had a two percent chance to to win the championship or some shit like that like i mean this is this has been rare so it's hard to compare but at the same time that was a crazy game that led to them winning so it's tough i don't know yeah because i i see people um, christian how fast you don't have that same level of stress in this series you just you just don't that game six was oh my god an emotional against the spurs oh jesus christ that was it was so i was yeah i mean the expectations were still really high and like if if they if they had lost like if bray allen misses that shot like oh yeah well and and also remember that yeah we won the year before but that was also a shortened season so people were sticking an asterisk on that i mean really it really would have changed. It would have been fascinating to see like what would have happened to that team had they lost that series. But like, yeah, th- that that team teetered on the edge of existence because of that series, right? Like, it was there was a, there was a lot more than a than a basketball game at stake. There It was the future of Chris Bosh on the team. It was there was a lot riding. Well, no, I, I guess not this I, game. Let's talk more about this game. I no, I, I I just kind of wanted I I get and I want to correct myself. Not the future of that basketball team. That was Game Six against the Celtics. Uh, but I mean, still, like if they lose that game, one Finals, you know, it's 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 a lot different. What's that quote? Comparison is the thief of joy. <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just, we should enjoy I just, this. I just want to I just want to put it into context because like this game was so good that it it belongs in the conversation with those. Absolutely. Um, 
I, I mean, just all and of it. And best individual, and this is another best individual performance in Miami Heat playoff history as well. I, mean, uh, I don't know if this caps what Jimmy did the last in Game Three, it, but it's right up there, man. It's, it's, I mean, and I, I mean, this series, I want to see what he what he's averaging now compared to what Wade did in 06, because I'm sure, I'm sure the numbers are even crazier now. I also just think, like, are are these like, especially if you're just looking at like the box score, like it, the the stats that you can count. Were were these two wins by the Heat, like the games by Jimmy Butler, were those the best Heat performances in Finals history? Like, no. and that's taking into account all the crazy shit that Dwayne LeBron did. Like, you honestly have to think about it, though. No, I mean, we we talked about it as Game Three happened. We came on this show and we said, "Is is this the greatest Finals performance that we've ever seen in a Miami Heat uniform?" And it was it absolutely is in the conversation. It absolutely deserves it. And the reason why I brought this up is because Ethan Skolnick said this is the most remarkable win in Heat history. And I'm not sure that he's not wrong. It's up there. I mean, it's, it's, it, it I mean, really depends how this series ends. I, I tweeted out, I go, this is the kind of game that you tell your children about, right? Like, this is the kind of shit that you remember, you know, yeah. 10 years down the line. And, you know, in a year, in, in, a, in a 2020 defined by a lot of things, and especially for us in South Florida, where, you know, we've been cooped up inside a lot, and we, our entire summer was spent inside, and they closed the docks, and then, you know, it's, it's been rough, you know, to get this to, for this franchise, for just this city. Uh, it, it's, it's feel it, it. I don't know. It just it feels good, man. Christian, why are you laughing? <laughs> I just remember something too. It's oh, well. um, no, this is super exciting, man. And yeah, with everything going on, like shit is bleak out there. Like we're all just like going to work. And str- if you have a job, struggling through shit. Like I mean, it's 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 rough out there for everybody. Like everybody, a lot of people are not in good like mental states. Like. And at least for us in South Florida, this is pretty nice to have something to like cherish and distract us from the bleakness that is this awful simulation we're in. So, win this series though. This is totally on par, like in terms of the country, of how 2020 goes. One game at a time, brass. And then boom, you fucking, it just you take another L. The fucking country loses again. And you know, but hey, we're we're the, we're the big winners. So I want to I wanna kind of get a little bit more into the X's and O's and the nitty-gritty of what Miami did today because I think that the AD on Jimmy Butler was absolutely not an issue today, and I, I think they deserve the shooting. What did they do the... differently in your eyes? So yeah. I, I mentioned it at the top of the show that the setting the screen a lot lower really helped Jimmy get into his pull-up. Uh, the inverted horns is another thing that really helped them. I think they were using Jimmy really well in pistol action sets, so where Jimmy will kind of screen kind of in the corner as shooters come off of him which kind of plays into what Christian, the stat Christian put earlier about how good Jimmy is as a role man because you kind of you kind of trigger that set as a screener. You have Duncan or Tyler kind of coming up the seams, and all of a sudden Jimmy having such a good passing game and is a threat going to the basket, you know, now all of a sudden the Heat have a lot of options. Bam did a re- – I mean, I know Bam was missing a lot of layups. He did a really, really good job slipping to the rim. And even if he was missing, a guy tagged him every single time. Uh, he was getting a guy in the paint with him every single time. And when, you know, you kind of spraying the ball on the perimeter, uh, Duncan was just running so forcefully and it sounds like so coachy, but it's just like, dude was sprinting hard as fuck. He was splitting guys coming off of handoffs, doing screens, you know, like Miami doesn't have a second reliable pick and roll operator. They don't. Goran Dragic is not here in Miami. Other than Jimmy Butler, they don't have a guy to run pick and roll. So, 
they've really had to lean in what I call the revolving door of handoffs, right? So when, when a play goes bad, right? So Jimmy will, if Jimmy doesn't get the matchup he likes, or if he kind of meets a wall or he gets stuck, he kills the dribble, pivots immediately to a handoff. <laughs> Duncan's usually weak side, so he can't run over to take it. He's just like Jay Crowder or something. So they'll run a handoff to him and then they'll try to re-handoff to get it to Jimmy. So they'll do like three handoffs and then they throw up a bad shot. I hate that. I just totally fucking hate it. And I wish they'd eliminate that from their diet. But the point of the handoff when you don't have another pick and roll man is you can create a facsimile of a pick and roll because you don't need a guy to dribble. You just need a a reliable shooting threat to come off the pick and get the ball and you get your big man rolling. So when Bam's kind of going to the rim, he's getting a guy with him. So either if that's AD or Dwight Howard, or if they switch that, whatever, Bam's diving to the rim, and the, the, the defenders have to make a choice. If Alex Caruso or KCP does not get cleanly over the screen, the big man has to either step up and contest the Duncan three, or they have to make sure that Bam doesn't have a clear roll to the basket. And without a dribbler, they've just manufactured this. That's insane. They're running pick and roll without a dribbler. It's crazy. And it's all because of movement. It's all because of gravity. It's all because of motion. It's all because of how smart Jimmy and Bam are, how hard Duncan runs. And it's exhausting to defend. And for as good of a defense as LA is, Miami's really, really milking that kind of east-west action. And then they're slipping to the basket. And I think that's as good as you can get. And when you set those small screens for Jimmy, you know, you allow him to get the get the matchups he wants. So something they were doing a lot early was setting double stagger screens with guards. So they'd have Duncan and Tyler as Jimmy would come off of it. So now AD has to go over two screens or go super under, which gives Jimmy more time to get into that pull-up. So I thought, I, I thought Spo really handled that well. I think LA is still going to go back to that matchup in game six. Um, and they're going to really force Jimmy Butler to to hit more of those pull-ups because, I mean, I, I think the Lakers are going to dare him to do that. So chat's asking if I think Duncan's the third best player on the Heat. I've been saying that Duncan's the third best player on the Heat all year. It's Jimmy Bam Duncan. You're not getting a thing out of me. I mean, people are – look at the numbers. Look Goran, at the on-off Goran. numbers. Goran. Was, was oh, that's right. Goron. Goron. Yeah. But uh, Duncan, for most of the season, was your third most important offensive player. He's probably still your third most important offensive player. Um, but the thing is, with this team, it changes game to game. So there's, there's also a difference between most important and best player. Like I would say that Goron is definitely a better player than Duncan, but he might not be more important than he's Duncan. Not important than, if he's Duncan not- is not there, they don't have another person to replace what he does. Yeah. With Goron, they can patchwork it. Yeah, I think the series would look different if we were missing Duncan and had Goron. I, the I, thing with... Yeah, I, I think that just the weight that, that Duncan carries as a shooter, because, I mean, you can never, even if he's having a bad shooting night, you can never take him for granted because he's just going to go off on something like this. So he's always going to draw that attention. Um, yeah, so I... Miami's a super well-oiled machine with a lot of parts, and I think when you remove a part... Your machine can still run, but wow. it, 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 other parts need to work a lot harder for the engine not to break. And I think Duncan is one of the biggest parts of that engine that 
I don't think that they can replace that part as they have Goron. I mean, they don't, haven't really, they haven't replaced Goron. They've just really upped their hand off diet and they've tried to manufacture BS offense without him. Chris, what you got? I didn't know you were a car guy showing some real I'm not range a car, right now. I'm, I'm not a car guy. I, it seemed like you were patching that one together as you went. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was, listen, that was like Jimmy Butler in pick and roll with, like, shit's coming at him. I'm, I'm dribbling. I come off the screen, and I'm all of a sudden in a car metaphor. I don't know what to say. No, but, I mean, Duncan kind of figuring out whether it's through pure effort or through just, you know, a little bit more gamesmanship, you know, he's figuring out how to get open more in this series as it's gone along. You know, and I, I just shared this. Here's his scoring in order of, of the games in the series. He started the series with zero points in game one, nine points in game two, 13 in game three, 17 in game four, and now 26 in game five. He's He's getting better and better at getting open as the series is going along. Could be an issue with fatigue, or it could be an issue that he's just figuring out little holes in, in what the Lakers are trying to do. And he's really he's really impressed me so much because in the beginning of the series, they they were really bothering him. And mind you, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing because a lot of times him passing out of, you know, the Lakers aggressively trapping him or sending somebody over screen, like that was opening things up for the rest of the offense so it's but it's great to see the ball going through the hoop for Duncan because that makes the defense even more afraid and if he's hitting it with somebody in his face like that's gonna that's gonna continue to open things up and that's what you really need you need both you can't have the shooting or the opening up you need both Christian the biggest adjustment I think that's really allowed Duncan to do that is a couple things so I thought in the beginning of the series the Lakers particularly Caruso and KCP were doing an outstanding job of going over screens. And I've given KCP and, and Alex Caruso many props because I made fun of them. Those guys have been doing outstanding at fighting over screens. Danny Green, not really. But the other two guys have been outstanding at it. Uh, and that really bothered Duncan because they stay attached to the hip. And the other element to what their handoff offense, which really bothered him, was the bigs were stepping up on that handoff, right? So they were trying to make the entry pass to Bam rolling really hard. And I, what I believe happened was the, the Lakers mixed a lot of coverages because sometimes they drop, sometimes they switch, sometimes they step up. It's a very intricate defense. And what Miami did in games two and in games three was they just ran so much shit. They were popping. They were slipping. They were flaring. They were running handoff after handoff. They were running in. They were running all sorts of weird, funky plays. Kelly would screen, then fake, then slip. And the coverage gets blown up because they're like, oh, you were supposed to switch that. Oh, but we're supposed to switch if only this guy and this guy are in the pick and roll. And what you do when you involve so many actions and when the Lakers have such a specific defense is guys get confused. And the Heat were thriving off of confusion. And I thought a really good adjustment by Frank Vogel was we're just going to drop. It's going to be easy. We're not going to fuck that up. And it worked. I mean, it's been a, it's been a tough struggle for the Heat. Uh, they're dropping everything. But what happens when you drop is that now you're allowing that handoff to get a little more space. So while Miami has, has offense has really been neutered in other areas in terms of getting to the rim, I think Duncan in particular has really had that open. Perhaps you were nodding your head. I thought you wanted to say something. Nope. So I was asking if this was one of if this was Duncan's best game of his career. I think that was a yes. Given the stakes, absolutely. I mean, I know he's had higher scoring games, but I mean, what he I did mean, he's on had, defensively as he's well. He's had two ten ten point ten uh, threes in a game. He had a record-setting um, game for else? the Heat, I think. Right. 
Um, yeah, uh, I'm tired of record-setting game for the Heat. Um, what else do we have on here? Because I was asking for questions from the guys. Well, I, I do want to um, read some so stats. Asking... Go for it. Oh, so Chad, Chad gave me the, the Jimmy Butler and uh, LeBron stats for the final so far. Jimmy's at 29 points, 8.6 rebounds, 10.2 assists, 2.6 steals, and 56% shooting from the field. LeBron at 30, 11.4, 8.2, and 1.2 steals at 58. So, I mean, <laughs> that's like, he's, he's crazy. He's going, he's going toe-to-toe with LeBron fucking James. Yeah. Uh, unreal. You know, it's funny that they missed out the turnovers on there. <laughs> yeah, LeBron probably – how many did he have tonight? It didn't feel like as many, but I know that he had the six turnover game. No, it game wasn't three. as many, but the last two games he had like six plus. Um, do, do you game. think – Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere right now at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply only valid through September 30th. Did someone say playoffs, NBA and NHL are playing for gold and our partners Bet Online have you covered? Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports. And remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline. Your online sportbook experts. Do you think there's any sort of question on Anthony Davis's health going forward? Because he, would, he did look pretty yes. hobbled at the end. He gets fake hurt every game. Dos Minutos on Twitter call that out. But I mean, he was there was a there was a pretty consistent struggle um, down the stretch of that game tonight. Hold on a second. Frank Vogel said what in the press conference? Frank Vogel said I felt two bad calls at the end, but Jimmy Butler at the line. Oh, you mean like when Anthony Davis was flying through the Jumped air? Jumped into him? Yeah, like, okay, sure. Fuck this guy. And the uh, the other one where Jimmy was caught under the rim of the Mar- Marcus Morris. Jesus Christ. Be forever. Fuck out of here. Um, how scared were you guys that final possession? I was fucking terrified. Uh, I knew that they needed to drive the ball and try to get – because they were already in the penalty. I mean, had he not even gotten fouled on a shot, had they even like just reached in, 
They would have gotten. Fired I expected a no call to happen. It's tough. To, it's tough to. It, it's a tough spot. I mean, the like that the Lakers did the right thing. People are criticizing LeBron for passing to Danny Green in that spot, and I was like, why? That was Come on, if you're if you're like, first of all, criticizing a singular play for the result of a basketball game is one of the stupidest exercises that we constantly do. Danny Green was so also good from fun. three today. Today but was dude, his yeah, best if, game of the if series. You're, if you're gonna blame anybody on that play, you blame the guy who missed the wide open three. Right. And and it's not even that he missed it. He missed it bad. He front rimmed that ugly. Like that was a bad shot. What Snoop Dogg did on Instagram. He he tagged him and said, How many more are we gonna miss? Because on the back of his jersey says how many more? Right. It's like how many more are we gonna miss? And this <laughs> is numbers fourteen. Anyways, um yeah, they're That's telling him to stay in the gym and, and just keep chucking threes like what Kyle Lowry did when he had that bad game. That that Snoop Dogg commercial with Bad Bunny is amazing. I, I find it fascinating and Kind of culturally funny how Bad Bunny and Jay Balvin have two national commercials during the NBA Finals, one for Corona and one for McDonald's. I mean, let's go. Two reggaetoneros, one from Colombia. Stand up. Feels good, Christian. That's a win for us. No, I agree. And, you know, I have a lot of family in Puerto Rico. So, I mean, Bad Bunny rules the world. Bad, listen, Bad Bunny's awesome. <laughs> Mine's like, mine. Says Vogel needs to get his ass back to the practical jokers set, and I agree. Um, you see how also, fast Brian pivoted from reggaeton talk? That Brian's, was like, funny, though. Brian's like, I'm too white for this conversation. I'm Who's trying to give our bad bunny and Jay Balvin. I'm trying to give our listeners all the do you all fuck with Maluma? Like I mean, Billy Bumbler saying to give Heapy your free Amazon Prime subscription to celebrate the victory. Yes, let's I agree. go. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a musician. I don't know any fucking Bad Bunny songs. Like I'm just, I you know, so yeah, I can't. You're, but you're but you're incredibly white, so it's it's understandable. You don't know La Perreo Sola <laughs> or Solo? Brian, what other Bad Bunny songs do you know? Mia. Hi, hi, hi. He's great, man. I fucking else, love that guy. I know, I know a couple other ones. Oh, look at you, Brian. Did you have any at your wedding? I did. That's great. Vete is a good song. Vete is a Vete is a good song. That's like a that, that that was a song for a while. Brass is like I'm I don't I play trumpet or trombone. What do you play? Trombone. What the fuck? What, what? do you mean? This is fucking brass instruments. What anime with fucking. I do my my favorite anime is Sound Euphonium. Uh, it's they're they're oh, in a shit. brass band. Brass, you're two games away from watching anime. Two wins. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah, solid. Listen. Fucking take it, we'll, but we we gotta yeah. See Who wins like, away from Solomon Hill coming back on the podcast? I also DM Solomon Hill the last win that we had when Duncan said uh, burn the boats. Yes, I saw that. I, I DM that. Uh, Brian loves Brian like loves personally DMing Solomon Hill like it's his friend. I need to find one for today's one. I mean, if Solomon's not here next year, we're fucked. Like we we we're, we're done. We, we, he's our, he's our he's our path to the inside. Um, if you're if you're listening to this on our podcast via Spotify or Apple Apple Pods or whatever, remember that you can find this stream on twitch.tv slash MIAHeapy after every single game. Don't miss out. We're having lots of fun. We're on video chats into it. We are having a great time. We are part of the Blue Wire network. Blue Wire is amazing. We have tons of stuff going on. We have something with Freddie Adu coming out. That's great. Could join our Discord server. That's, that's all that's gonna be great. It's like a mini series documentary kind of style um podcast. Freddie Adu Grant Wall is a freaking amazing writer. Yeah, so Freddie Adu is what we thought Justice Winslow would be. The Freddie Adu story, the Justice Winslow story run very close together. Freddie Adu is like the post to be like the Ronaldinho of American soccer, and he never was. It's kind of like how he treated Justice Winslow. Uh 
So make sure to make sure you check out all this stuff going on on Blue Wire. Make sure I am getting the plugs in. I'm a company man. Make sure that you join our Discord server. Uh, it's on here in the Twitch chat. We tweet it out all the time. We also link a, an invite to every single podcast. So you check in the description. Uh, also, if you miss these VODs and if you want to see them, if you want to see our bright, smiling faces, our fun backgrounds, uh, you can check that out on our YouTube page, Miami Heat Beat. We're trying to grow that. Please subscribe. Do that. We're trying to grow it. It's brand new. Oh, we are. Look, we have guests right now. We are welcoming in our professional screw up, Alex Toledo. Uh, what's up? What up? Alex, what'd you hear on, on the Zoom calls? What I hear? I, yeah. I mean, give, give us, give us, uh, give us deets. I mean, not much. I was doing a podcast while trying to do the media call. So, you know, it was, it was, as, as, they are, they are working you like a slave over there. You have no idea. I hopped on the stream. I hopped on the podcast. I hopped on the media calls. I mean, I'm doing everything out there. I'm like Jimmy Butler cutting, screening and scoring. <laughs> podcast which up. one of your five just on uh, shorts did you wear for the game? Oh, I'm wearing the heat shorts. Let's I'm, go. Uh, yeah, you got to find the show you, for the live stream. <laughs> are you going to, uh, yeah, show, show for the, this is, this is a video. It's a visual medium. Am I live right now? Yeah, you're live. Yes, show us your pants. Yeah, so show, let's go. Alex, go. Alex is rocking the, 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 the 90s heat shorts. That's right. you love to see it. Crotch. All right, Alex, we've talked shot. a lot about the game. We've talked X's and O's. We've talked culture. We've talked guts. I'm going to ask you two things. Did you talk nuts? We talked. Jimmy Butler having all of them? All of them. All the fucking nuts. I mean, just, I mean, we were saying that it's probably like a top three finals performance of all time in a uniform like that game was just everything yeah i mean it's right there to me uh under wade in 06 and just the run that he put on after they went down 02 like i think when you put in the context of just jimmy butler being goliath here i'm sorry no jimmy butler is david LeBron <laughs> is Goliath. i mean look jimmy was goliath tonight because my god he has gone toe-to-toe with lebron over and over again in this series the dude is fucking awesome. I don't know how he puts together that last stretch in those last couple minutes because there was a point there in the fourth quarter leading up to it where, you know, the Heat, their offense was just going straight down the drain. The Lakers were shutting everything down. They were putting up contested shots early in the shot clock. I'm like, oh, man, this is not looking good. Jimmy's winding down now. He's carried the offense throughout the whole game. And, look, we got the Duncan game for sure. But Jimmy was doing everything, right, especially with Bam hobbled like that not not being able to take advantage of of mismatches for Jimmy to do that at the end of the game versus LeBron, who was just putting together a magnificent game. LeBron finished like 15 of 21 or something with like six of nine from three. Like this is a LeBron game. And for Jimmy to do it at the end, given this context, given the context of the actual game, I just think it's absolutely unbelievable. And look, they might, they might not, they might not have deserved to win by playing LeBron uh, and keeping him wide open before Markeith Morris kind of had a J.R. Smith moment. (laughs) <laughs> but they pulled it out, man. Jimmy put his nuts on the fucking table, and that was one of the most inspiring things I've ever seen. This team is just fucking inspiring. They have me just absolutely ready to run through a wall. Oh, I'm ready to run through every wall after reading that Gary Payton player. Like three walls article. in a row. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. That Gary Payton fucking story. Yo, we owe Gary. Gary Payton gets a ring if they win this. I mean, yeah, seriously, he, that, he gets another ring if they end up pulling this off. If you guys How have many times do you think Spoh's referenced that letter? Probably, I don't know, a lot. 
Uh, Chad, if you haven't read that, check out the Players Tribune, uh, where Gary I, Payton I have wrote I the, the best Heat culture love letter you'll ever hear. Gary Payton has the guts. Better than the Dion one. Alex, I kind of want to ask you. We talked. We've talked some X's and O's. Dion got a lot of money out of that letter. Yeah, <laughs> Dion. <laughs> have you seen it? Did Did the writer get a cut? Dion wrote it. What are you talking about? Ghostwriter. Um, Alex, I was talking about how much I loved them getting Jimmy off stagger screens, doing their inverted horn stuff, the, the Jimmy as a screener and pistol. Kind of want to know if there was anything else that you saw in the game. I, I, I like how they were setting the screens uh, for the pick and roll a lot lower to kind of get Jimmy one or two dribbles into his pull-up. Kind of want to know, like, what if there's anything else that you saw that you really like from Miami that you feel like could carry over for to game six? No, I think you're better at describing it than I am just as far as the actual plays that they ran. I just think they did in general a better shot of leveraging the three and, like you said, running the screens a little bit lower just so Jimmy can really get it to his spot when he comes off the screen. And, uh, I mean, Jimmy did a great job just kind of giving what the – I mean, taking what the defense gave him as far as taking that little floater, taking the jumper in high leverage moments whenever it was there. And uh, the one thing to me – obviously, we got we got the Duncan game. We can't count on him to hit seven threes a game. I mean, maybe we can, right? That was Duncan all season. That's not who he's been against the Lakers. I mean, I would bet on him to at least have, like, another 5-3 game again. I mean, I mean, me too, to- man. They're due for, like, two more of these. Like, honestly, with the way that he's played, like, <laughs> we should get two more Duncan Robinson games where he's hitting five or more threes. But, uh-huh. no, I, I mean, honestly, I just think they need the threes to fall again. I, I, like, they, they got to 42% tonight from three. Obviously, a lot of that was Duncan. But if the threes aren't falling – all of this is for not right? Like, like I think the obvious way that you can adjust to uh, Anthony Davis going deep under and uh, just kind of dropping back so much is the jump shot. And it's like, well, it, either Jimmy takes the mid-range and takes all that space that they're giving him, that they're giving him or uh, you find a way to get the shooters open. Duncan got open a lot tonight. I think it's the most open he's been throughout the whole series. Uh, there was just a lot of looks. On, I was just surprised that he was even open. Uh, but again, like this, I have a feeling they're going to put out game six but it doesn't happen without them having another game where they shoot 40% from three because Jimmy can't do this every time, man. Like, I was getting mad at them I while the game was happening. I was exhausted watching it. Exactly, because it's like, I feel like they got here because of the variety of offense and weapons and reads that they make. Like, they have a variety. And I think, like, Jimmy, you know, turning into Harden where he's just doing 100% of the stuff for them, I didn't think it was going to be a good formula. Like, that's why I just think that it's so crazy that he pulled out this game and put something comparable to game three. And I think this is even harder considering, you know, the guys that he, that he had to score on and the way that he had to kind of really create these points out of mud and not having Danny Green and KCP to bully into the paint. Like, I just think I'm so impressed. Like, this is an otherworldly performance Are by there, Jimmy, man. What other players have a, a, a greater disparity in, in, like from their, like, shooting in the, in the regular season and shooting in the postseason like Jimmy? Because oh my God. during the season, his shooting, you're not always expecting it to go. Dwayne in. Wade. You know, yeah. You know, you know he's getting to the line. That's where he gets a lot of his points. But like he's not you don't he's you don't have a lot of confidence in his shot during the season, but in the postseason, you feel pretty damn certain it's going in. And it's certainly been that way in the finals. And I mean that's just it usually doesn't go that way. I mean we Besides that one shot last game that, that ended up in the KCP three, that was that was one where I thought it was gonna go in. It, that was a heartbreaker. I mean, like, guys, I'm, they're back. I'm amazed. He's only shooting 27 percent from three in the finals. I thought it was gonna be higher than that. Jimmy, yeah, a lot of heaves. 
I guess. Jimmy yeah. has the guts and he's not trying to save his shooting percentage like certain uh, other all-stars on teams that shall not be named that are the on the Los Angeles Lakers. Which, by the way, the Heat are surviving. LeBron shooting 45% from three in the finals and AD shooting 50% from three. It's remarkable. I mean, like, Alex puts the best, like, it, it's a David and Goliath type thing. Like, th- when does LeBron ever lose a game that he goes off from three? He hit six threes. He hit, went 15 of 21 from the field. When Bro, does LeBron lose those games? He never, like, unless it's the KD Warriors. You know what I mean? And, like, I, I Literally. don't know. Like, today, Jimmy was KD and fucking Duncan was Steph. But other than that, there was no Clay or anything else. Nobody. Nobody stepped up. Tyler didn't play well. Bam didn't play well. You got to hope that. I mean, it's just two days rest. Shout out Group on Goron, aka Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> Group on Goron. That's not man. I, I can't. That's that's Royal Shepherd of Five Reasons Sports. He came up with that tonight. I, I love that. Group on Goron. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> that's good. Oh, I mean, that. That, that's we start calling him Group on Goron as soon as Kendrick Nunn makes a couple easy passes. Oh my God! I mean, I I've said it a bunch. I'm so glad he made them. I'm not talking shit. Like I I'm really have... glad he did. I didn't have go- I didn't have Kendrick Nunn pick and roll master in my uh, bingo board today, but fuck, I'm glad. Did it put that as an adjustment? Use Kendrick Nunn more in no, the pick I and roll. No, I did not. I actually said d- d- no. A uh, chat saying that Ethan's threatening to go to the bubble. Can you make him not? Oh yeah, Ethan. Ethan says that unless they buy. Uh, oh no, no, 105 on the floor shirts. That, 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 sounds, go to the that sounds like ransom. The heater, what two and one since he left the bubble? No, he can't go back. He can't He's go back. 0 and two when he was there. Yeah, no. He they also had back. two. They also had two major injuries. Okay, so I feel like I need to share this just again because it's it's so dramatic. Please. But the Heat are plus twenty seven net in this series when Tyler Hero's off the court. Um, that's how, not great, man. How many, that's really not good. It's in the series good where you're missing Goron as like your second how many minutes, How many minutes does he have off? Sixty three. It's more than a basketball game. Oh like, my god. Like, and the heater minus 12 net in the 177 minutes he's what's on going the on there is that just jimmy duncan what russo <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm i'm just trying to think i mean it's, i guess those I are, mean, but yeah, andre's not a plus either in this fight in this final so i'm trying to wonder who poor guy who, keeps getting thrown as a center well, I mean, here's look at this though. The Heat have a 91 defensive rating when Tyler's off the court. Hold on, I oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make a connection that uh, Winslow got traded for Iguodala, and now Iguodala's the one playing playoff minutes at the five. Well, that's essentially what was happening. I mean, it, I, think, I think it was really Jay who they had playing the five there, but. I mean, they they were basically trading off doing it. I made the joke today in the chat that you know I would kind of wish they had thirty and eleven James Johnson. Kind of wish they had Justice Winslow. That'd be a nice. I mean, other don't we body. all? Uh, <laughs> just uh, any anybody who could dribble, I'll take right now. Seriously. Thirty and eleven James Johnson was one of the best Heat players I've ever seen. Oh my God! If they had thirty and eleven Dion right now, that's another reliable pick and roll guy who could Sweet. shoot off the bounce. Oh yeah, God! But, but yeah, but then if you get the other side of the coin, you get the the eleven and thirty. No, 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 no. no. You're gonna if, be. He's gonna be. Brass, we don't we don't recognize that half of the season. Yeah, that that, that part didn't that, that, that actually yeah, did the Heat. <laughs> it's gonna make some wild fucking pass. It's gonna go out of bounds and it's gonna crack the video screen for the people on the sideline and shit. I mean, what they've done in this finals is just patchwork. They've they've patchworked their way to two wins against 
LeBron and AD. And LeBron, They're not the only team to do it, by the way, because the Lakers team, beat everybody else in five. Like, Jokic and Murray couldn't do this, right? Like, Damian Lillard couldn't do this. Car- uh, uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook couldn't do this. All these other top ten players. Huh? It's just Jimmy and dudes. It's Jimmy and white guys and Kendrick Nunn. Because Bam's missing time. Well, like, and, and Coach Butler's a top ten player. I don't want to hear it ever again. This whole entire playoff run with Spolstra coaching has just been. No, one. he's he's been masterful, and like I, I like Spo in his fucking prime. He's man. the best coach Absolutely. in the league. This is a masterpiece. He's this the is, best coach this in the league. Prime Spo, like like Brad just said, like he has not had a more impressive coaching run to me than this. That best coach in the league, not not even not even a fucking. Oh, coach. actually, Rohan had a really good tweet about that earlier. Oh yeah, Eric Spolstra is now eleven and six in elimination games, good for the fourth highest win percentage of all time in possible closeouts. Fucking badass! Wow. I mean, he has a counter for everything, and I think that he finally has a roster that's really, you know, since the big three that is up to speed with the versatility that's in his brain. And they've they've bought in. They run everything he asks. He does their. He's changed the way they've played offense like four times this series. It's incredible. Um, and I mean, let's see what Vogel's gonna have. But I I really think that we're at the point in the series where I don't think there's much that they can. Get everything's on the table. I I don't think teams have much else that they can do. I think this yeah. is kind of it. And I think everything that's been on the table is laid out. I think everyone knows the cards that are in play. That's what and, Zach Lowe said on his last podcast with um, Nick Nurse. Yeah, so... Same shit. And, and like, going to do that two more times. Just I, two more times. If they win one more, if they, win, if they win on Sunday, if they get Sunday, if they go in and if they can win and if they don't have to play Jimmy a million minutes, let's say they just get a really good shooting night or whatever, whatever, if they win, if they pull it out, they're and at they, home. They force a game. <laughs> they force a game seven. All of a sudden, there's a bunch of dudes that's never been there before. A lot of pressure on the Lakers. A lot of history against you. You don't want to be the three-one team. No, but remember, LeBron doesn't care about his legacy, so it doesn't actually matter. Is that what he says? No, oh, that's what he said today. He doesn't care about the stuff that he does on the court. Yeah, right. Even though, wasn't he bitching about the fact that uh, he thought the MVP voting was bullshit like three weeks ago or He's some so, shit? When did yep. he be? Was he this annoying in Miami? I don't think he was this annoying. Probably, here. but we stand anybody here, you know? It's God, just, he was, we can't was, help it. He was hungry here, though. Right, and I feel like before he got those titles, like he was not doing. Didn't he stuff. call everybody poor? Yeah, he did. I love that. Listen, I still don't hold anything against him for that. I, I like they went after him so fucking hard that yes. year. Where it was just like they were treating him like honestly subhuman all Yo, year. Like what? I honestly was not mad at the guy. Just like, no, no, no. Buker. Don't get me wrong. That was the funniest shit he's ever LeBron said. Can <laughs> LeBron can call Rick Buker broke. That's okay. Was it Rick Buker? I don't know. It's everybody. I, Rick Buker. Rick Buker <laughs> yeah, is like. Cool if it was Rick Buker. Rick Buker is the avatar for like the shitty coverage in that area. Rick Buker and who's that other? The Rick Buker and and uh, uh, Chris Broussard, right? Like they're the avatars for Mike Wilbon, it's Bill still Simmons. Drives, drives me absolutely insane that for four years LeBron was here and the whole entire country was against him and, and against the Heat. They cannot get enough of him ever it's since. It's infuriating. Left. It was all like you know, built versus bought and all this shit, and then all of a sudden, a few years later, here we are in the finals again against LeBron, and everyone is rooting 
for this Lakers team over this Heat team. This Heat team fucking rules. It's like crazy. this. That's Jimmy so, Butler. So ridiculous. Like, how do you not root for this team? When do you get a Cinderella in Why the finals? Why are you rooting for KCP? I don't get it. When do you get a Cinderella in the people NBA on the finals? Timeline the most are predictable happy. league. It's so stupid, man. Why are people on the timeline happy for KCP? It's insane. Like, the whole built not bought thing, and now all of a sudden you're rooting for LeBron and Anthony Davis who forced their way to the Lakers, which is the biggest franchise in sports. Like, I don't get it. What was that whole hoopla about while he was here? Like, you hated the guy before he had the title. Now that he has multiple titles and he's established and, you know, people are talking about him as a goal. They just cannot you know, get you know what that is. I, Alex, I cannot take the coverage anymore, man. You like, know what it's that driving is. me insane. You know what that is? And listen, our friend George Sedano is front and center here. It's this L.A. media. It's these people that live in L.A. Oh, I think I you're wanna, right. I want to I say something. And I know, listen, Laker podcasts have been <laughs> aggregating me, and they've been making fun of me, and they've been taking me out of context, and they've been laughing at me. Ha, ha, ha. It's very funny. I agree. And they're going to take me out of context for this one. L.A., one of the most overrated fucking cities in the world. I don't like it that much. <laughs> it's it's just it kind of sucks unless you're rich. I'm just gonna be, I'm I'm just gonna say it. I mean, Miami. You can say that about Miami. Miami's way better. I'm not rich, and I have a great time. The only rich person here is Christian. That's true. You don't have to be rich to enjoy croquetas. I mean, Miami is just such a better city <laughs> than Los Angeles, and. I, that was I just a fucking great. Life. I mean, it's true. <laughs> like, I mean, I think about it though. I honestly enjoy all the really simple things about Miami. The fact I can get a nice Cuban coffee anywhere, my little anywhere. styrofoam cup that's terrible for the environment. Empanadas. I love that shit. It's so charming. It's just they don't great. Got empanadas in LA, do they? I have no clue. Probably. They don't got La Carreta in LA. I just. <laughs> what else don't they have in LA? <laughs> Brian. Brian. Hi, Leah. <laughs> That's right. By the way, highly of 49th Street has been going out every time that the Heat win in the finals, even if it's just one game. They went out again tonight. I, I love it. It's great. Fuck. Highly holding it down for us. I just, I need this Lakers team to not win a ring. Man, what are we going to do if the Heat actually pull this off? I mean, we're, we're going to go to the streets, right? We're going to give each other COVID? Like, oh, I'm, I'm, to, I'm right? running. Like, I am running to downtown and giving you the biggest I'm COVID gonna hug of all time. Everybody that I know. I'm going to lick every fucking sign pole and say, yell culture. I'm going to run naked. It's, it's going to be great. And again, just just wait, because just a couple years from now, you're going to see, like, most of the lower half of this Lakers roster on fucking Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> okay, 